audio by Raising Free People Network. You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. So I listened to Fair of the Free Child's episodes with Aisha Cleland interviewing Maori women on their experiences of unschooling. And I just loved the episode so much. I thought it was so powerful as a black woman living in Aotearoa, getting an opportunity to hear how Maori folks experience what is termed unschooling, but really is just a return to an indigenous way of knowledge and wisdom. And I just loved so much the conversation between Akila and Aisha as this like black ass translation of these cultural learnings. Like I love the way that we take ideas and we take concepts and we take wisdom and then we translate it for ourselves in our own terms and language so that it's easy to understand and and clear. It just felt beautiful. It was about Maori women and it was about Maori indigenous knowledge and the podcast felt beautiful and black AF and I loved that. And the writing in between, the reflections that Aisha offered in between were just so powerful and lyrical and beautiful. It was excellent podcast. That quote was from the incredible Sonia Renee Taylor of The Body is Not an Apology, the whole movement and a book. I think some people may know Sonia's name from the book, but The Body is Not an Apology is not just a book. (laughs) The book is really just like the version you can hold in your hands of this entire movement around self-love and care that just really ripples out through the human self and into all the other ways that we, as Aisha says, the ways that we are nature, because I was going to say again, the ways that we are one with nature or in community with nature, but we are nature. So I am so, so delighted to have shared with you that Sonia was feeling this episode or these episodes. She's also spending a lot of her time in Aotearoa. She moves between there and Cali, where she's from. And it's just delicious to just hear the ways that this type of connection and communion can reach folks right where they are. Just so beautiful. So I wanted to Thank you, Sonia Renee Taylor. And of course, links to her work and magic are on the show notes page, raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 239. And I gotta, gotta, gotta say, while I'm over here talking about Sonia Renee, that she had an episode on Shaping the Shift podcast with my sister, Thea Monier. And I'm going to put that link on the show notes page as well, because, oh, so good, so good. <laughs> All right. So what I wanted to start with, y'all, is a card pull. Can you hear this? Can you hear these cards? I'm moving. This is a card deck that you may or may not know about because I've been sharing it in tiny little pockets on purpose. I intuited this deck, what has it been, maybe about a year now? And really, 
all the episodes of this Maori Mother Wisdom series feel like back rubs for me to remember and to step into my whole self, including the parts that are older and wiser than this version of me right here that you're hearing. So let me go a little bit more into that. You know, I talk about vast intelligence, which is another term for wisdom. It is being able to tap into intelligence, savvy knowings that are not coming from your conscious mind, or let me just say myself, not coming from my conscious mind, but are coming from the collective, the energies that comprise what I am. And some of that is in my conscious mind and a whole lot of that ain't, right? So sometimes intuition brings me to things like this card deck that I have in my hands to be in easier communicative relationship with vast intelligence. And so this card deck is one of the things that it allows those parts of me to invite out the elements of you too. That's what I'm trying to say. It allows those parts of me to connect with those parts of you because y'all know this, right? That sometimes when we show up real, when we show up as ourselves, not a performative version like we're used to, but when we show up real, that is permission, not just invitation, but permission for people in our circles to show up real too. And this deck is one of the ways that I've been able to do those sort of invitations pretty effectively <laughs> with some of the folks that I've shared it with. So let me be real with you as I do here and invite you to explore a card with me. So I'm going to pull one. I'm going to read it and I'm going to riff on it just a little bit. And then I'm going to move into some quotes from folks who listen to the Maori Mother Wisdom series and we're also feeling it. And then we will close out this episode with the last bit. I was going to say some bits, but it's really the last maybe 30-ish minutes of the conversation that Aisha and I had about this series. All right? So, so there are 15 cards here. I'll just drop one. <laughs> um, and I'll put a little link with a description of what these cards are and what they're for if you're interested in more details. And they are not available for sale yet. But we don't use them. All right. So now I'm just going to split the deck with my eyes closed and pull the card that's on top. Now I'm opening my eyes and the card is reparenting. All right. And I'll put a picture of this particular card on the show notes page as well. So it says, no way around it. So gather some resources around your pain and change and growth and self-trust so that you can move out of situation and into self. All right? That is what the reparenting card says. And as I let those words move around, the parts that stand out for me in this moment are pain, self-trust, and move out. So it says, no way around it. So gather some resources around your pain and change and growth and self-trust so that you can move out of situation and into self. I'm thinking about migration because I've been thinking about that a lot. And moving ourselves out of a situation 
and into ourselves, into a space where we can be more authentic, show up more authentically, show up with less barriers to that authenticity. That is what I am terming migration. It isn't only what we think about in terms of droves of people or other types of nature, birds, animals, moving from one area to another for weather, to find food. But it's also, migrations are also things that we do as humans, perhaps many times over throughout our lives as we move ourselves from one situation into something that's closer to our actual self. So this card around reparenting, that is one of the ways that we experience migration. We move away from the elements of parenting that we were raised in, the parts that don't resonate with us or the parts that don't work for ourselves and our kids. And as we do it in the Raising Free People lens, we're not doing it from a space of blame and shame of our parents, but we are doing it from recognizing that there are pieces that we have and that we gathered that we need to leave behind, pieces that weren't even ours to begin with. They were a part of the situation we were in. And when we reparent ourselves, it's not about what our parents couldn't do. It's about what we now can do from where we are, for who we are, with what we know and are discovering about ourselves. And so may this message of reparenting and the thoughts and feelings around your own migrations. I want you to think about some of the times that you've had to move yourself. Maybe it wasn't physically. Maybe it was emotionally from one space to a next. Maybe it was approach-wise. You had to take a completely different approach. You had to gather yourself and your shit emotionally and move towards a different approach. What are some of your migrations? Let's feel through those together, all right? So... Thanks for sitting with me on the first deck pull, the first audio deck pull. Let me know how that felt. Y'all know what? Let me actually shout out the newest members of our Make It Happen family right quick while I'm talking about the folks who listen to and love this podcast, the folks whose energies I feel while I'm here in my room on my mic, (laughs) not feeling very alone at all. So shout out to Tony, Catherine, Davida, Tomika, and Maria. Thank y'all so much for coming over to patreon.com forward slash Akila and dropping your coin in the river to make sure that our team can do these episodes every week and all the work we do in between to really talk about and feel through and create community around this work of raising free people. Thank y'all. If you love this podcast, join our Make It Happen family over on patreon.com forward slash Akila. And now I want to share a few of the quotes from folks who listened to the two episodes so far in the series and just had something they needed to share. The first thing I'll share is from a quote that Aisha made, maybe on episode 237. She said, quote, being a guest, you know, I'm a guest in this country as an indigenous African removed from my context. I'm a guest everywhere now, like nowhere is actually mine. And as a human, we're all guests here in the world. We're here and then we go, end quote. (sighs) Gatsubi Oshun said, yo, it invokes a visceral reaction. 
And then Yolande, shout out to Yolande, said, wow, such a real and profound statement. Joni said about that same episode 237, these sacred conversations and relationships. What a total honor to listen in. Deep gratitude to all for this episode. <sighs> and of course, you heard Sonia Renee Taylor's feedback after listening to episodes 237 and 238. And then I'll share another one from Kateri Orange. She said, I wanted to take a moment to just express how much you and your podcast have changed my life. An indigenous friend of mine turned me on to Fair of the Free Child because we were considering homeschooling our son so we could travel with my husband on his book tour. Our son is indigenous on his father's side, Cheyenne, and Asian, Chinese, Vietnamese, and Thai on my side. I've been enlightened in so many different directions from all of your guests and the deep, real, mad question-asking sessions that you share with us. Long story short, it has taught me so much about how schooled I was and would have continued to perpetuate that onto him had I not learned from you and your collective of amazing, loving people. So thank you, thank you. <sighs> I had to read that one out loud because it's not just a thank you to me. You heard that it's also a thank you to you, right? Like to you. All of the folks who've been on this podcast, all of the folks who help make it happen, the energies you send, I want to make sure you know that it is being received. So thank you all for your feedback. Thank you for being here for this. And now let's move into the last bit of the conversation that Aisha and I had around this episode. Oh, do not forget that we got a field trip coming up, Aisha and me, and I think Mia will also be joining us. So the show notes page has the details of that. It is, let's see if we're publishing the day I think we're publishing. It's going to be tomorrow, Friday, December 3rd. And it is a free group conversation. It's video, but you ain't got to be on video. The link is there on the show notes page. And if you can't make it, we will be playing a few excerpts from that field trip next week. And it's like this resistance, you and I, before we started recording, we were talking about the pandemic and, you know, the mm. things that it has brought in and some of the things that it has brought up and some of the things that Ooh. ain't even about COVID. It's about some of the things around it, as yes. many of us have witnessed. But yeah. one of the things is the idea of even our relationship to resistance is different mm. now. Yes. And it's the same for our children, their relationship to resistance Yes, I can see by the wrinkles in your nose. <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it's it's just like because we drag them halfway around the world like this. But sometimes they have a real resistance to going outside, and I noticed they're just like. <laughs> sometimes they're just like, nah, I'm not doing it today or tomorrow and as unschoolers especially like and it's not that they want to sit on the device all day it's like we're just playing when we don't want to do that yeah can you read us a book we don't want to do that and as unschoolers it's just like I think I was talking to one of the women about how their people say that unschooling doesn't have rules but it feels like you know there's a lot of motherfucking rules you know what I mean especially when you get in a, <laughs> you get in a white space and it's yes. like Oh, we're all supposed to be doing that? Are you sure? 
Okay. And that was yeah. that was also one of the things that me and the women, me and these women bonded over because we were like, oh, they really they, said, they, they all sure? do that. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Yeah, are you sure? Are you sure? Because <laughs> it's just, it doesn't feel <laughs> okay. That doesn't really feel like where I'm going with it, where we're going with it, but okay. <laughs> and we were just like, yeah, it just seems like they have so many, like they have a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. And ma- mainstream unschooling. I don't know if that's a right. Word, and like it turns out it fucking is because it turns out it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It turns out it is. And actually, that's a resistance for us. Like, that's something that we shared in common that we were like, actually, (laughs) (laughs) actually, we've got some resistance going on here to those rules. And, you know, and yeah, we want to be part of the club and go out to the, but these rules are, hey. Those parts. And And so that's just something I just want to say. That's something I'm navigating now with my kids because it's like, it goes against the unschooling. It's just like, we all just need to be out in the motherfucking field all day. Like, you know, frolicking. And sometimes my kids are like, I don't want to frolic. So I'm like, okay, well. mm. But we're supposed to. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. But it gives you that opportunity. And there's the trust again, right? Because Mm. you have enough practice and you continue to practice enough to recognize that the solution, whatever that means, is not to be like, how can I get them to understand this? Or how much more can I beat myself up for not understanding? None of those are it. Whatever it is, is emergent. It has its little segments. Sometimes you might get an aha. Other times you just get butt hurt and you're like, I don't fucking get it. (laughs) I have this much space and freedom. I would be doing this. And then I'm right. And like, they're not getting any vitamin D, like all of the different things come up. But we know what all of that is. And we have the Mm. practice of being able to be with it and talk to each other about it and to our kids about it in ways that are not like what's wrong with you. But here's what I'm experiencing. What are you experiencing? Those are skills. Yes. And also discerning how much of it is what I'm picking up from unschooling. Right. (laughs) It's also my now I have to figure out like what's my resistance but also am I just complying with some shit exactly that may or may not be I don't know some of it just feels like I'm just doing what unschools are supposed to do exactly you know this instead is what of it's like, supposed so, to look like so, so I have to I have to check myself first I'm like hold up yeah which is How also this skill. is like yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it's just that's what goes in that space thank you to be nothingness you know what I mean? That's what goes in that space because it seems to be nothing. It's just like, check yourself, a little discernment, like, you know, figure out where that's leading you. Where is that leading us? You know what I mean? That's right. Um, I that's may right. not know. Maybe I could see ahead of me or behind me or what, just figuring out what that map, that map is saying. You know? Exactly. Yes. I wrote down the word location. Location. Yeah. Because mm. I can't with you, Aisha. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to cut it. It's so much of this is that like, I I hear it all the time. And you, to me, it feels like you just laid it out in a way that offers me clarity. And I'm a big fan of anti-clarity these days. I find clarity dangerous, but I also find it sexy. Hmm. You know, when it shows up, it's appealing. You're like, it it, it, it shows up, but it's a trap kind of like, (laughs) it's a trap. 
Cause we be like, for me, I'll be chasing that shit. Like thirst trapping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I call, I'm calling it the church. Clarity. of clarity. Yes. I'm like, I'll be sitting at the church of clarity. Like, please, I need to understand this. Yes. And I can do blah, blah. I'm in and child, when it just shows up out of the clouds, it's just like clarity. It's You're like, Ooh, that's it's how different. So now I'm treating it like a dancer and not like a church. You know what I'm saying? Where like okay. it shows up and I'm like, okay. yes, as opposed to like, <laughs> I must, <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it because yeah. for me, when I wrote down location, because one of the sexy clarity points is that I keep recognizing, and I talked about this in bios course, the destination peddling, you know, this idea mm. that I've been trying to move mm. towards, mm. or many of us have been oriented towards these destinations of like clarity, success, mm. well behaved, well spoken, a good mm. unschooler, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Destinations. But really, I find that my questionings and resistance in all forms, sometimes my own, is more about locating myself in the situation. Yes. Where am I? What is this leading me towards? As you said, what is this in the direction of? It's about locating ourselves as opposed to trying to move towards this destination of the frolicking unschooler or the whatever else. Mm-hmm. And it's also realizing that like where you might be headed or where you are located is not necessarily the same place that your kids are or the people around you are. Exactly. Right? Uh-huh. It's a little bit to say, I'm like, ouch, but it's what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when you locate, <laughs> when you take the time to figure out, you know, using your discernment, like, where am I? And you realize like, oh, I'm here by my damn self. Stay somewhere else perhaps it's, it's the one power of, of that pause that, mm, wow. mm, yeah mm. so i'm true. here by myself where's everybody else at and i may yeah. not that may not even be something you're able to see thank you for that wording of being over yeah. here by my damn self because that also feels like a skill set right the location to recognize the difference between the destination peddling and to really mm. locate oneself is one thing but it's like who's over here and what are the stories yeah. that I am telling about the people who aren't even over here? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Somewhere else having their own experience and learning their own lessons. And like, that's definitely not something you can control. And you just have to trust. We go again, that wherever they're at, you know what I mean? They're going to yes. find their way. Yeah. And that we can work through it because I trust that too. And for me, the reason why it's important for me to like reclaim or understand a new, whatever the fuck it is, certain words like trust and resistance and education Mm. and Mm. all of them things, a curriculum is because that's how I can put what I'm understanding into practice. That's Mm. how I can discern. That's how I can be like, Oh, it's not about my kids not being bored or whatever that thing is. It's Mm. about the trust work, enough of the skill around trust to understand that it has a mystery to it, that it is actually beautiful to witness like lots of different plants and lots of different, right? Like it's the mystery isn't a thing to fucking solve. It is a thing to witness. And the witnessing is the education. The witnessing oftentimes is the wisdom. Mm. That's where the wisdom comes from. 
Yes. yes. But we keep thinking it's supposed to be there first or that someone else should bring it or that it should look a certain way. That's why I don't like that mini me shit that people do with kids. Like I used Mm. to do. I think that's one of the ways that we fuck up the location thing. Cause then we're like, yeah. Cause when I was seven, I looked just like that. And I did those two things. So this must be what's happening here when it's like, bruh, different energies course through this person. Mm, 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 mm. It's foolishness. It's foolishness is what it is because that's what that whole system tells us. It's like, you know, at this age, they're in this space, doing this thing, learning this thing. And yeah, that's like, that's a whole map there that you just like put the kid on it. You know what I mean? And at any point you should be able to look, I mean, this is what's, I think it's part of what's driving my, you know, (laughs) the people in my family crazy about it because (laughs) because it's like, but how do you know though, that they are in the right place? (laughs) I mean, <laughs> I get, <And> you know, <laughs> I get they're learning this and this and that, but how do you know without the tests and without the this, without the that, yeah. where they are, you yeah. know, if they're not just like you said, that mini me thing, if they're not doing it like you, if it doesn't look like a map that you recognize or one that has been laid out, that's right. How do you know yeah. where they're at or what it is? Yeah. And I'm I like, trust trust. people. And they're like, girl, bye. <laughs> frustrates people so much right because we want answers and that's where I was when we, we want to- answers yes we want answers I you know I was talking to my homegirl about the very first unschooling course that I did to really just share my experiences with it and when I look back at it now I'm so excited I'm going to redo it publicly just kind of talk like to myself then as myself now mm. Because, bruh, the way that I needed answers and and the way that I filled the gaps with like, well, math is not a problem because here's where it's happening in ways that now I have a compassion for, but I also have such wisdom for that version of myself to be like, oh, not only that, bruh, yes, that is actually mathematics also also, it doesn't even matter. And here are the 19 reasons mm. why. It's so it's like the trust building skill set. You can't really talk somebody through that. So people will be frustrated and you're like, yeah, no, I know. Like, I don't really have anything for you because I also know that the thing that you think, you know, I know what that's rooted in. I can't even compete yeah. with that, nor would yeah. I try the same way that map is untrustworthy. It, it it's is, like all those maps that show Africa like this small, like that, like that. This direction, that is, this that's small. That's the map that you're looking at. Thank you. That you think you know where people are at. Thank you. And that's what I'm, that's that my whole a distorted point. ass map. It's, <laughs> and, but you can't tell anybody that because it's yeah. like, uh-huh, this is the orientation of Africa and this is the size. And it's like, mm. Mm, no, it's literally, literally no. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally not it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. When you look at a map and you see how far Hawaii is away from the United States, you're like, bruh, how y'all even get over there? Like, how and why? (laughs) That is a completely different, like, (laughs) different lands. That is a different world. Why are we there? But that's the map that we're all dealing with, where Hawaii is like right next to California, child. No, Africa is distorted. Yes, Africa is this big, like, distorted ass map. Yep. Yeah. And the more we're not seeing anything. So that's why we have to move from that seeing thing, because what people are asking us for when they're like, but how do you know, which is really them saying, I know it's not because it doesn't fit Hmm. this. So much of it is like to recognize the location, as you said, that's why the map thing, the resistance as the roadmap feels so important, because 
we also, if we're not careful, will just fall in line with like rebutting the resistance, whether it's of our children or our parents Mm. or whoever. Again, which is why I think like these conversations here really speak to what it means to own (laughs) your sense of sovereignty and your right to that in a way that is also not about separating yourself from your culture. Like you don't have to move away and never see your people Mm. again and love the things you love about your culture to be yourself and to raise your children and yourself the way you want. You don't. That's why this conversation is particularly juicy with you too, because you and I, Mm. I think uniquely have looked at ways and happened into in some ways and deliberately designed others ways that we are connected to culture. Some of it we are defining as we go. Other parts of what we feel very connected to and it don't need no definition because we live in, right? That part of unschooling too, that tries to make us feel a part of the mainstream way is like, we have to be in our own little private circle. No, what are you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think one of the women also talks about that too, talked about like having to bring, not having to bring, but choosing to bring the people around her along on that journey. Yes. As to be like, yes, it can be isolating, but you know, I wanted to do it this way, but I realized that we would have to completely break with the family and what they were doing and what they were experiencing. And yes, they were experiencing a living life in a lot of colonized motherfucking ways, Yeah, but you know, we had to make some kind of space to bring them along with us yes. because it's just not necessary. I mean, for some people it is necessary. I will, right. I will say that for and some people sometimes. that is necessary. It really depends on your makeup. Yeah. Totally. And sometimes that's yes. the thing that, that time space thing. It's like realizing when you need to break away and when you need to connect location. That's definitely again. my, yes, yes. Yes, yeah, it's definitely in my situation. It's funny when you say locating, I keep thinking about echolocating mm. and how much the voice, yeah, how much the voice has to do with being able to see where you are, figuring out where you are. And I think oh that's God. also why their voices were important to like to just to, to get it and to Absolutely. hear it. You know, who knows if I'm ever in New Zealand again, but I wanted this. Like you know, as much for everyone else, because I, I just think they're dope and everyone should hear that, but also for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. you know. Because hearing their voices puts me in a certain, in a certain place. Yes. You know what I mean? It locates, Absolutely. locates yes. a part of me that I think that is necessary. Yes. And that I, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And, and to witness the ways that their echolocation process, because mm. it was very mm-hmm. much that it's yes. like yes, the yes, honing yes. in the different ways, the language, yes. using the, the way the, the language. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The way the language locates them, that lets them know where they are. Yes. And that's the power of language. Mm. Yes, exactly. That's what Mm -hmm. I was going to say. And that's the power of language because it's not just a what, it's a who. Mm -hmm. And it's also a how. And it Mm -hmm. is so like nature. It is so fluid and interesting that it never ends how it starts, but it always has all the pieces of the original thing in there. Like there's Mm -hmm. just so much of it. So this is just yet to me another back rub, another affirming, another mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. why we choose to offer this thing to make space for this conversation in this way. Because mm-hmm. we know that as you listen, and if maybe we share pieces of the video, that your own location system will allow you to connect with the pieces that are specifically uniquely for you, and yes. that you yes. can pollinate your spaces with 
the bits in that way and maybe even bring some back to uh, like this mm. is it this is it yes. right here yeah yeah and when you say it's like nature i think it is nature thank you i just agree. like nature at all it also is nature it is um, thank you i think there's something else i want to say about that but it's not quite coming coming clearly enough for me to articulate it yeah but um i think i saw something some um i read something that was kind of like that talked about the process of us breathing and what we also give to plants as we breathe, you know, mm. that's necessary. Mm-hmm. That makes us not just like on receivers top of it. Are, yeah. Yeah. Not just receivers or not just like we are placed here. Do you know what I mean? Like the yes, idea like that it's like there's this nature and we're just like, you know, we're, we are part of it and an important part of it, yes. you know? Um, yes. Yes. That it wouldn't exist in the same way for better or worse. <laughs> without. For better or worse. Are, yeah. Without what we're giving, you know? Yep. I definitely believe that we are here because of what we can also give back. And right now we've definitely extracted more. We've put that completely all out of balance, but yeah. that we're here, but that we're necessary here. Yeah. Amongst the whole ecology of it, that we are, we are nature. Yeah. So, yeah. so wherever we find ourselves as mm. nature, what will we do? How mm. do we show up? Are we just finding roots underground and trying to pull from where whatever we can yeah. wherever we can yeah or are we witnessing yeah yeah, yeah. I, there, there was a there was a moment when we were at the camp and um the first one where the first pa harakeke group yeah the, the maori unschooling group and you know everyone was just getting up in the circle and talking and there were so many tears people were just like bawling as they heard these stories about language ripped from them and my grandmother somebody was like my grandmother um told us that she was Maori on her deathbed or whatever like she had never she had never said it you know what I mean and now it's now I feel like it's my duty to reclaim my culture like all these kind of stories everybody's just like tears 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 and when I tell you it started pouring rain <laughs> just like skies opens and it was pouring rain as we're in there like you know all wedding (laughs) the ground with our tears you know the kids were at another part like they made this slide there's like a hill and then they put like this big plastic thing on it and the kids were like (laughs) Frida was in her clothes okay she didn't even change her bathing suit she was in her clothes sliding down in this yes Frida (laughs) I was like girl you have gone primal she was like Love it. Yes, this is my shit. Yes. Um, All these things going on. It was just like, oh yeah, we're not just we're not just here to mirror or to administrate, or we're also here to like to have this corridor. Yes. You know, to to take and give back. To take and give back. We're here for this conversation. Yeah. And as you suffer better (laughs) for worse, right? Like in all relationships. Yes, ah. all relationships like yeah. that is what we're here for. When you think about parenthood, it's like we're not just here to administer it to our kids. We're not just here to be like, okay, let me get you in this school and then you do this and you do that and then you put this on and then you do that and you'll be cool. No, we're here for that quote at all. That's right. They give to us and we give back. We're here for yes. that conversation. We're here for that. Like we give something important, but they also give something important back. Like every fucking thing else. When you say that, what I realized on, especially online, girl, you got to get me off the internet because I just can't. 
but people are just, I just can't, when you say that, they're like, oh, that's a lot to put on a child. And I'm like, to put on a child that they need to give back to you. It's not that they need to, it's that they do. If you're motherfucking listening, anyway. if you're witnessing, if you're observing, they yeah. will give it. And then maybe they'll stop once they realize that you're not, the circle's not being complete. Please. It's going to, you know. Please, please. They're gonna erupt times, like volcanoes. Y'all. They're gonna like you know. It's, it's they're gonna do exactly <laughs> what our whole environment does when it realizes that we're no longer in a corridor. We're yes. no longer going back and forth about it. Is we're, designed no to do that. That's what's gonna happen. Exactly. And when you say, and tell me, tell me that your power was stripped from you as a child without telling me your power was stripped from you as a child. By telling me that it's too much to put on a kid for them to actually influence you. It's just what happens when that portal opens. That's what happens. It's actually pretend it doesn't take away from a kid. That's the thing. Exactly. As you said, it's like we live together. We exist together. So let's remember that. Let's remember that. So Mm. it is too much to take that away from them because you're stripping so many types of levels of scaffolding that actually allow you to relate to each other when we keep that stance, that thing that was forced into us. Cause that shit didn't, that's not where we started as people. That's not where we started. Talk about the indigeneity. Talk about the indigeneity. That's where we at. That's destination, right? So Mm -hmm. if we can locate ourselves, then we can see that our children are constantly influencing us. And that the more we go towards that mainstream, super mythical white supremacist way where it's like, no, it just means they're free to do whatever. And then we just hold it. And what are you talking about? (laughs) What are you saying? Just determined to keep it out out of balance, aren't you? You what? just, you insist. You just want. You <laughs> what do you even say you. out your mouth? What do you mean? Yeah. Of course, they're impacting us. Of course, the wisdom runs in all different directions. Mm-hmm. It's never mm-hmm. like this. The problem is when we think it does. But this is why we're having these conversations. And this is why we are amplifying these other yes. conversations, right? So that yes. the same way, Aisha, yours and my, our lives led us to enough strippings and fall and rise and this and that and wail mm. and celebrate to be able to you know just have, wail. yes to wail that's <laughs> one of my favorites to wail and all of the things in between mm. this is what we want to offer too so that as mm. you hear these things you can also recognize the ways that this is also natural and true for you in some ways. Yes. And the parts that parts of you resist and why, because some Mm. parts are not resisting because the shit ain't true. It's resisting for other reasons. And now you get to witness that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm schooling. Certainly that's what it does for me. It gives me so many things, not only to grow into, but to leave behind. Like it's, mm. it's decay and it's bloom <laughs> uh, over and over again. It's like, oh, that's a dead part. Let me break that off. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then I that's can look at it and examine and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, yeah. And some yeah. parts I got to yank off because <laughs> it's, I can't wait for it to fall off because it won't. When it just off. refuses to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Aisha, I feel full you know like mm. I feel like I can see that yeah I feel mm. grateful certainly and also full I feel like we 
made a thing together, like a stew, like right here. Like maybe mm. the stew was before with us flavored season it up. Da, da, da. Uh, <laughs> and I just can feel all of the energies that that are here, you know, like mm. the things that we allowed for in the middle of the things that we were experiencing. Yeah. I want to just thank you so much again for being who you are, being how you are, saying yes to continuing this thing, opening up yourself in these ways, being Tony and Frida's mama out loud. <laughs> just thank you. I appreciate you so much. This has been so rich in so many ways. I'm going to continue to process and be with. You know, my friend, my friend. Yes. <laughs> I literally wouldn't even be here without you, right? Like. You're the first person that I heard the word unschooling from. I'd never heard that term before. So you're the first person that I heard that from. I got to shout out Raising Mothers, Sharissa D, because I think you oh. were on her, on her thing. Yeah, Sharissa. I think so. I, I know Sharissa. And that's where I first heard. And I was like, mm. oh, now what is this? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I just can't thank you enough for just being who you are and just like, oh, thank God that I found. Yeah. yeah. That I found it and I found it through you. You know what I mean? <laughs> that I found it through you. All the great feels. All right. So good. So good. Thank you for listening and chat to you next week with the field trip replay. And then we got a few more episodes left of this season, y'all. Peace. Fair of the Free Child is a weekly published podcast community centering Black people, Native Indigenous people, and people of color in liberatory living and learning practices. Through the portal of unschooling and the self-directed education movement, I, Akila S. Richards, and guests speak to and listen for the liberty of moving from schoolish to self-determined within ourselves, in our homes, and in how we become and raise free people.